Welcome to the Digiday Podcast. I'm Brian Marcy. Before we get to this week's episode, I want to remind you about becoming a Digiday Plus member. This allows you unlimited access to all of our content. Um, there are also other perks like exclusive research, invites to member events, and much more. To find out more, visit digiday.com slash subscribe. Use intro at checkout for a special introductory offer of just $49 for three months of Digiday Plus. That is a 70% savings. Again, use intro at checkout. This week we are talking TikTok. I wanted to try again an explainer format we started with Hearst's Mike Smith, in which he explained the ins and outs of programmatic advertising for those who are not steeped in it day in and day out. The idea this week is to do the same, but in a completely different direction, and with a subject that is just as baffling to many of us. And I could think of no better guide than Taylor Lorenz. Taylor covers internet culture for The Atlantic and is something of an expert at it. Taylor walks us through what exactly is TikTok, why it is popular, and what it says about how young people are using media. Hope you enjoy it. Taylor, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me. So you have, I think, the the record for, I think you were the most popular Digiday podcast Oh ever. my God. All the CEOs and everything we've had on here, <laughs> and you were the most popular. Wow. And I think that's because people are, um, one, obsessed with your coverage. Um, which is why I uh, had you on to begin with. But two, um, obsessed with, you know, what the heck is going on with Internet culture, um, particularly when it when it um, it comes to the young people. Um, <laughs> we used to talk about millennials. Now we're talking Gen Z. Um, yeah, but we're I'm not going to use those. I'm already out we are not going to use those <laughs> those labels. So what I want to do today is we did an episode like this about programmatic advertising so we're going to do it all about programmatic advertising <laughs> <laughs> no we're going to do it about <laughs> we're going to do it about tiktok um because tiktok um is you know there's not a lot of new stuff out there and i think a lot of people are um you know snapchat came out with some good earnings and i know when when i was in can it was interesting because um a lot of people are rooting for tiktok on the ad side and i think it's a lot of it is because it's you know there's a bit of a, a fatigue with, you know, the giant players and their big data machines and they're all about scalability and, and not really about creativity. It's a feeling. Um, and then there's TikTok. Mm -hmm. So for those who have just in passing heard about this, this app, TikTok, what is it? Um, so TikTok is a short form video app, um, which is like every app, <laughs> um, but it's basically this feed um, of like 15 to one minute um, or 15 second to one minute videos um, that you're sort of auto served um, when you open the app. Um, and they're funny. They're like everything. I mean, they're set to music or sound. Um, it, I mean, TikTok used to be Musical.ly, which a lot of people thought of as a lip syncing app. Um, and a lot of people used it that way too. Um, but TikTok, it's more about like putting creative sound to a video and sharing it. So it's not just lip syncing, but a lot of it is no, like, most of it's not lip syncing. Most of it is not lip syncing. Yeah. What is M Musical.ly was more lip syncing. I, I mean, people thought of it that way too, but so what is like a typical, give me an example. Of a TikTok video? Yeah. 
Um, I mean, it can just be like my favorite one is just like these really fat little dogs like trying to run a- along a really thin path and they're just like falling and somebody put music to it and they just fall on the beats of the music. So it's like dun 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 and they're all just falling down. Okay. Um, things like that. I mean, that's this kind of stuff that goes up. Also, like challenge culture is really big on TikTok. So um, like there's challenges and it's very participatory. So they'll like they have this. Uh, you know, they'll have sort of different memes. I, I, I don't know. It's, but it's like a participatory right. meme. So it's like, like what, what's one of the challenges? We, we mean, wrote a little bit about. Yeah, this, it's but. like kind of like, I mean, there's this one of this. I think it's an Iggy Azalea song right now. That's like Walk a Mile in These Louboutins. You know, I don't know if you know that song. Of course, uh, do. yeah. <laughs> but so people like recreate like like they joke about that by like taping funny things to their feet and then like videoing themselves walking as I sound myself describing this it sounds very not funny but it actually is it's all in the execution yeah so it's like people will like tape uh chairs to their feet and like put that song in the background it's like walk a mile in these louboutins and they're like wearing these like weird things on their feet okay this sounds like vine it's very vine it's very vine adjacent Okay, so Vine was, it, it burned fast, it burned bright, and yeah. then it burned out. I, the nostalgia around Vine kind of drives me crazy because it's like, you guys let it die on the ground in front of you. Like, all these people that are like, oh my God, RIP Vine. It's like, Vine didn't just die out of nowhere. Like, it was in decline for a long time, and users stopped navigating to it. But the basic thing is, I mean, Vine was, and it was six. Mismanaged. It was six seconds. Yeah, it was six seconds. Um, it's it's way more robust than Vine. I mean, Vine, it, it, to compare it to Vine is like, I don't know. It's like comparing Facebook to Friendster. Um, it's just like it's TikTok is such a more robust product. The the video editing tools and the editing and creative tools on yeah. TikTok are are like really really rich right. and and intense. Well, Vine was like almost like a minimally viable product. It was built by like like four people, and then it was never developed. They I think never that, that was developed the, thing. the product, and they that's part of the reason the that it kind of floundered. Um, but TikTok has, and there was, it was musically. There was Musical.ly in, and then there's TikTok. The, yeah, so in the U.S. we had Musical.ly, which was a similar app but a little bit different, um, but but like sort of similar. Um, around the rest of the world, they had TikTok um, mm-hmm. in a lot of other countries, and TikTok was taking off around the world. And Musical.ly also had kind of stagnated. Um, and so ByteDance, the big, massive Chinese conglomerate that owns these companies, was like, let's launch TikTok in the U.S. So that was last August, so it's been about a year. Okay, so why is this popular? Like, what is this tapping into? What's the larger thing that this, that what's the job this does in the lives of, I assume a lot of the users are young people, yeah. that the existing social platforms don't do? Um, well, one, it's a participatory app. So people, like, part of the fun of TikTok is, like, making a TikTok. Um, I mean, I have no idea what percentage of the users create. I, probably a small percentage. It's always that way, right? Like, most people consume on these apps. But it's, it, it's like, for instance, that Iggy Azalea video, like it, it unlocks a creativity and kind of like a group dynamic um, in a way that like Instagram doesn't. Um, it's kind of weird. Like you you kind of like it gives you ideas like you'll see somebody do something and you're like, I can do that. And so you want to put your own spin on it and potentially go viral. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, another reason people like it is just because it's free from a lot of toxicity. I mean, people are mean on there. People bully each other in the comments for sure. But like that's okay. Not... So it has comments. Yeah, it has comments on the but videos. But it's not like YouTube. Hidden. No, it, it's not. And it's it's just different. I can't I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's better moderated. I mean, there's still trolls everywhere, obviously. Yeah. Um, but like, it, it's just, it's a, it's a funner, it's like, I don't know how to describe it. It's just more like, it's, 
it's not so intense. Like you don't have people on there trying to tell you about Donald Trump or like other stressful things. Like it's just kind of funny and and entertaining and um, amusing to watch, I guess. Also, I mean, sorry, one more, one other thing. Um, Like it's really good at serving you the content that you want to see. Like your primary experience of the app is this for you feed, which is basically like an Instagram. If it's like if Instagram Explorer was your main feed. Okay. So so it's not about following friends. No. Like you don't follow. You can follow people, but it doesn't really matter. I mean, you're you can follow people and you can watch them. That's on a separate tab, as you can watch people you follow. But it because the primary experience is this for you feed. Um, each piece of content is served to you differently. Like it kind of breaks that model of the follow graph, which like all of these American social networks rely on, which mm-hmm. is like relying on the user to determine like subscribe to my content. And then you expect like, I mean, it's very constricting because it's like, okay, well then all my content has to kind of like ladder up to this brand that I've built because that's what my followers expect. Like TikTok, it's like one video could get like millions. It's kind of like Twitter where it's like one tweet could go huge, but like the rest of your tweets could not. And like, it kind of just lets each like piece of content find its own audience. I think that makes people like it though, because it's like always something fresh and new. You know what I mean? And the, the, um, the bar on joining is really low because it just, because you open it and it starts feeding you content. You don't even need an account really like you to, to have a good experience. Whereas like on Instagram or Twitter, you can't just open Instagram and Twitter and suddenly like Mm -hmm. get lots of great content. So is this like an add-on in the lives of, I mean, first, who's using this? I mean, it's not people my age. I don't think my friends are using it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's funny. So in America, it, I mean, here's the thing. They've spent a billion dollars in marketing last year. So they're definitely, and they've been trying to um, aggressively grow their U.S. audience. And most of the you know, people they've been advertising to are these young users um, because they're valuable. So um, it, the audience skews really young now. In other countries, it's different. In other countries, it is a little bit more of like an Instagram where it's kind of, kind of like everybody's on it and using mm-hmm. it for different purposes. You know what I mean? It, right now in the U.S., it's very young. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Okay. For sure. Um, and so within the lives of young people, because you've written a lot about like how they, the, the, the lives of young people on the internet, um, where does this fit? Like, is this like the addictive app that they ha- have to open all the time? Um, or is this just a complimentary third or fourth? I don't, I, w- I mean, I wouldn't call it addictive. Um, it's not, it's not really like, I mean, it's addictive in the sense that like once you open it, you want to just be on it. Um, but I don't know how like good their retention is. I think it's more of like an amusing thing. Like when you want to kill time or mm-hmm. you want to watch something funny or you want to like, you know, maybe you'd watch like a short YouTube video, but now you're like, oh, what are these? You know, I'm going to watch some TikToks or I'm going to do this with friends. Like I'm going to make a TikTok when my friends are over. It's kind of just like a killing time type thing. It's okay. not where you're going to keep up with the people you actually know. Okay. So it's certainly not a replacement for Snapchat. Snapchat is no, still no, no, mostly no, 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 no. Snapchat's communication. A totally different thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they don't mix communication with consumption on TikTok. Um, you can you can DM people. Right. Um, it's just you don't follow people that you're friends with IRL, really. It's because, I mean, there's a whole meme on TikTok of, like, when people at school discover my TikTok. And it's, like, the oh, whole really? thing is, like, I mean, some people, obviously, like, if you're making TikToks with your friends, they know you're on it. It's just, like, it's where you go to, like, watch funny videos. It's not where you go to, like, 
connect with friends necessarily. That doesn't mean you won't watch some of your friends' videos if you follow them. But. Right. So right now, not like a rival on the mass scale of like a Facebook or an Instagram. Yeah, I would say the its biggest rival is Instagram. Um, I mean, Instagram, it's directly taking time away from Instagram, okay. I would say. Um, so Instagram obviously has to copy a lot of the stuff. And that... they have. They've started to already. And Facebook already launched their like loop, which is their knockoff app. Okay, so that's <laughs> that's a sign of validation. Yeah. <laughs> that, so you wrote about um, TikTok and you wrote about um, the cringe aspect. Yeah. And I found that interesting. Explain that a little bit. So last fall, um, I mean, when people got on TikTok, a lot of adults are like, it's so cringy because there's a lot of adults on it. I mean, there's a lot of adults on it. It's and that's not creepy. As an adult, I can ask this. It's not creepy. Like, I, 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 I always feel like this. I mean, there was a quote in there from you had from someone saying oh, yeah. it was creepy. No, that's just I think that was just Jack Wagner <laughs> being Jack. Um, Jack being Jack. I mean, here's the thing that, by the way, even even the assumptions around the app now today versus last October when I wrote that story are completely different. Like, I mean, it's still cringy and I totally get it. Like you're going to feel out of place. It just depends on your experience. I, I do think that like all these popular apps go through this, right? Like mm-hmm. Facebook, it's like, oh, that's a place for college students. And that's a, that's a place for kids. Like, why would I be on it? And then adults get on it. Like sure. Instagram, same thing. It was kind of like a place for, well, that was more like a photography thing, but still it's skewed Filters. young. Yeah. I mean, Snapchat never got out of that. And that's probably part well, of Well, Snapchat was the sexting app for a long time. Yeah, but right. And people thought of it that way. And it's like the local news. Coming up, right? Oh, is you your have child? A Snapchat? Oh, you're probably sexting. It's like, ugh, that's just such a mis. I think I wrote a whole defense of Snapchat at one point because of that. Because <laughs> um, it's just like, ugh. I think that like when you when you come up with these stereotypes about the app um, and you write it off based off this stereotype, then you miss a lot of the like interesting user behavior that's emerging on it. And so, I mean, with TikTok, yeah, it skews young. Yeah, it's a lot of it's like cringy. Um, but that's like kind of the appeal of it. I mean, with the mm-hmm. with the cringe content, the cringe content is mostly like, I mean, it's a lot of like adults just being really mortifying. Um, but that's so, like so the I don't that's why I don't want to get on it. I don't want to be tempted. But you're not gonna do like weird <laughs> stuff like no, that. No, I'm not. Taylor. Like like these the the cringe content is like these like emo like forty three year olds like tiktoking about their breakup or something it's just like what are you doing dude yeah. like don't you have a job i don't get it that's why yeah. but also i love it i love it i keep doing it i want to <laughs> yeah, watch it's like more. a car it's like a car crash uh can't look away and now a quick word from our sponsor what if you could reach the right professionals the right way imagine the best place for marketers a place where you stand out a place that has exactly the people you're looking for and even better they're looking for you that would be a place like linkedin Better targeting equals a message your customers care about, which in turn leads to more trust built with your customers. In fact, there are 62 million business decision makers on LinkedIn. So you're building relationships that really matter. And according to a recent survey, 71% of people use information from LinkedIn to make informed business decisions. That's a lot. To redeem a free $100 LinkedIn ad credit and launch your first campaign, Go to linkedin.com slash digiday. That is linkedin.com slash digiday for your free $100 ad credit. Terms and conditions apply. Now back to the episode. Um, so, okay. So, but I, just to circle back to like what the, where this place is sort of like, you know, how we live now. Yeah. I mean, because there's this shift going on. It seem seemingly 
to more private messaging, yeah. right? As far as the communication sphere goes. Um, but then this is a new aspect of participatory. Yeah, I think it's TikTok's a weird thing because it is private in the sense that it's kind of like YouTube where it's like you have your own experience of the app and you're not necessarily like mm -hmm. going on to see friends. But you're not trying to create I guess it seems like trying to like create a group chat or something. Well, no, like social platforms went through this period where it, you were trying to um, manufacture this um, this vision of yourself that generally is yeah. not true. It's all it's all sunsets and, yeah. and you know wonderful things and yeah. you know witty quotes from Winston Churchill if you're yeah. a business executive. Um, and um, it was all about sort of making this brand of yeah. yourself. Um, this seems just purely about entertainment and Trump-free zone. Yeah, TikTok is not <laughs> that at all. TikTok's about like being weird and funny and like yeah. putting your own spin on memes and like it's just also mm -hmm. about like finding funny videos. I mean, there are a lot most of the content is like very irreverent, very it's it's yeah, it's it's very much away yeah. from the like curatedness of social media. I but mean, that would seem to be to speak to and and who knows because um, every social platform kind of grows up that it will be pigeonholed in, in as an as a somewhat of a niche platform. Um, I don't I don't think it would be. I mean, I, here's the thing. For like, give me the case for this becoming like well, the way that everyone uses it in like India and Southeast Asia and all these other countries, they just use it as a place to put like videos. Like for instance, here's an here's a good example. I saw a. Um, there's this meme on TikTok called Rich Boy Check, and it's like, or like whatever check. You can be like Connecticut Check, Digiday Check, and you just kind of like show the things that like speak to that. So, like, it'll be like Rich Boy Check, and you like show your like Maserati or whatever, and like your fancy house. Um, and it's this song plays. And I saw this like um, Jeep parked in Times Square that had like Christian Louboutin, like, why are we talking about him so much? Uh, I don't know. Uh, branding all over it. And it's like, that was so funny. I took a video of it and I was like, this looks so stupid. Um, and normally I would share that on Instagram, right? Like, you're like, this is funny. I want to share this with people. But I was like, oh, it's so perfect for this like meme on TikTok. Like, I'm going to upload it there. And it like, you know, whatever. People like saw it there and it was funny. But like, I think like, for TikTok to scale, it needs people to have that kind of, everyone needs to like adjust that kind of thinking where it's like, oh, I have this funny video or I'm seeing something funny. Like, where's the best place to put it? You could put it on Instagram for your friends to find, but it's very hard to get your stuff and there's no place to surface your funny stories content, which is majority mm -hmm. video content. You're not going to post something like that to your feed, right? Because your feed is more curated usually. So TikTok is a place to put that, that like funny, entertaining video content and a allow it to spread really easily. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and these sort of challenges and stuff give people ideas. I mean, I think yeah. a lot of these these social platforms in various ways get around the blank paper syndrome. You put blank paper in front of someone and say, hey, write down what, and they're like, oh, but you put a question in and they can like answer a question. Yeah, and TikTok does, I mean, TikTok sets challenges, but they're usually kind of stupid and boring. I think most of the ones that are big are like user generated. Like somebody finds a funny clip to a song they like the rich boy check or something and then and then everyone else iterates on it um and and that gives like you said other people mm -hmm. ideas and um yeah so if you think about like how i mean how tiktok could scale it's like becoming a place for that type of everyday video content that you want to share with people but you don't really you know you're it's not going to live forever instagram stories is a very closed system and i think people forget that and there is no place to like 
for people just to be sharing their lives in like a video first way. Yeah. So um, to a mass audience. Old Town Road came out of TikTok, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, that whole thing is like, I mean, Lil Nas X or whatever is like it. Yeah, it was a popular TikTok it was popular on TikTok. He's like very of this moment because he's very like social media savvy. I mean, he also mm-hmm. juiced it with these like Twitter accounts that he like the Nicki Minaj Twitter account that he ran or whatever. Oh, nice. Like he like is it's very a performance marketer too. Yeah. Like he, <laughs> <laughs> he's very, the, I think it was Brian Feldman who wrote like a really good piece on breaking that all down. Um, and also like how his record label, like was not acknowledging his like Nicki Minaj Stan account, trying to like distance himself <laughs> from it. But yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of, um, like music that's gone viral and songs that have gone viral and like clips and sounds and things. And like mm-hmm. definitely TikTok. Also, if you go on Spotify, there's like a million TikTok playlists, like songs that I heard on TikTok. So are musicians, because I think one of the things is 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 how do you break through to the mainstream? And and YouTube, having covered YouTube in its, its yeah. very early days, Taylor, um, music played a gigantic role because um, musicians got on, they they found YouTube as a way to build audiences and that just really helped YouTube get out of this, you know, thing of like just a place to like upload video and become like a cultural, yeah, broad cultural phenomenon. Yeah, I mean, I think that's also semi-true of TikTok in the sense that, I mean, musicians aren't necessarily setting up presences there, but the fact that, like, audio plays such a mm-hmm. key role, and, and that's where you go to discover audio. So they're not setting up presences on TikTok? Maybe they are. I've never seen one. Really? I mean, maybe. Like, maybe someone, like, young, like a Lil Nas X, right, like, would set up a presence on TikTok, but I'm saying, like, Weezer or whoever, like, is not. <laughs> Weezer. Joined. I saw really funny. Somebody reshared their first Instagram post, which is insane. Insane. It's this like notes app <laughs> okay. post. Anyway, it reminded me of them, and I was like, I doubt these people are on TikTok. Okay, but I, like, I don't young... know how Weezer was at the front of because <laughs> there's like Instagram. Okay, me. that but, makes sense though. But like, but like a young, like I mean, a young. Uh, let me rephrase that. Like, there's this like girl group called Pink Lemonade, P Y N K Lemonade, and um, I met them last week at this like event. But they are essentially TikTok stars, and like these girls come came up from TikTok. They they are like very viral dance type things, and and they have this girl group. And so I think like you'll see a new generation of stars mm-hmm. for sure, like come out of the app. Um, but I think that that the role that audio plays in TikTok helps songs go viral, like Baby Shark, right? Like that was like a big hit, but like also spurred by TikTok. You know, like it's a TikTok meme. So it becomes popular and in the public consciousness and people are like, oh, I like that song. Okay, so um, let's talk about creators. I'm not going to call them influencers. Yeah. Um, I know that's a very sensitive topic. To Uh, them, for sure. They all have their own. (laughs) So the creators, is there an entirely different uh, class of creators um, on TikTok or do already popular creators on like YouTube or elsewhere um, just sort of add in there's, TikTok. Yeah, I mean, like, there's a couple, like, David Dobrik launched a TikTok account, like, I don't know, a few months ago. Um, there's a few, like, big... For those listeners who do not know oh, David Dobrik. What? David Dobrik is a... <laughs> don't worry if you don't know him, but he is, like, one of the most popular, biggest, um, most relevant YouTubers right okay. now. So he's a big... He's, like, a, like, floppy-looking, like, early 20s guy, whatever, and he's just on every social platform. Obviously, yeah. he's a YouTuber. So, um yeah, so anyway, he, he actually partnered with Chipotle to launch his TikTok account. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, Chipotle's done a lot of TikTok marketing. Interesting. Um, 
but uh, but yeah, so um, you know, there there are people like that um, that that will set up a TikTok mm-hmm. account, but but actually, TikTok is sort of surfacing this whole new class of people that are, are the Vine stars coming out of retirement. No, they're well, they're all like the big ones are all YouTubers now. Okay. Anyway, I mean, YouTube is where you can monetize. So even like even the TikTokers that are try- like people are using TikTok to scale and get an audience, and then they try to port it over to YouTube because YouTube offers direct monetization. Oh, okay. So, I mean, obviously, TikTok and ByteDance then needs to develop the ecosystem mm-hmm. in order to support the creators. And they are very creator. Like, unlike Vine, which was always kind of, a, you know, very treated their creators pretty badly in, in a lot of ways, um, TikTok is, it thinks very critically about creators and, like, hired, you know, I, I, Vanessa Papas, who's their GM of, I think, North America or America, like, she w- worked on a lot of creator stuff at YouTube. Um, there's a lot of other people at that company that have roots in the creator industry. So I think, like, they definitely recognize the power of these individuals um, and, and work with them. So you were out at VidCon and yeah. you wrote about TikTok being the breakout. Thing. yeah. Yeah. Explain that. Well, so there was a few reasons why TikTok was this like breakout thing. One, it was the first year that it was really there. Um, Mm -hmm. It launched last August, so it missed VidCon, which I think was in June last year. Um, And two, they had this like party, which was the biggest, hottest party to get into at VidCon, which is like where every young person wanted to be. Um, The TikTok stars right now. Young person like the fans? Like the fans. Like all the fans and all the young creators, like the young creators. Um, Because here's another thing. I mean, this is sort of a VidCon thing, but VidCon has sequestered its top talent so much where they can't even go out and greet fans anymore. It's not not like the old days. Not like the old days. I heard. I've never been to VidCon, but I heard that there would just be like you just like walk in the Anaheim, whatever, Coliseum or wherever yeah. it is. And like all of a sudden there would just be like this mass of screaming teenagers around someone who, our reporter, had no idea who they yeah. <laughs> Yep, that is definitely how it was. <laughs> now there's like metal detectors and checkpoints uh, and no one can go anywhere without certain badges. And like because of all these safety concerns, yep. um, the people that could draw audience were all these TikTok stars because most of them weren't technically featured creators because they're barely a year old. I mean, some of them just got big in the past few months, but they were kind of the ones that were out and about like meeting, you know, with, with hordes of, you know, girls around them or like pee- mm-hmm. like teens taking selfies and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I think there's just a lot of excitement. Also, these are, these are, these skew, the creators on that app skew very young, like very young. Okay. So, so that the very young thing is is a thing. I yeah. Mean, because uh, yeah, the, definitely. The FTC find not. Uh, yeah. Well, it was musically, but they changed it to yeah. TikTok. I mean, they and got, TikTok, by the way, is very like conscious of that image and doesn't like it. Well, yeah, <laughs> surprise, just like Snapchat surprise. didn't like uh, the um, sex thing stuff. Yeah. Um, but they gotta like address that. Yeah, and they do. And by the way, when I say this, TikTok stars are very young. I mean like 15 and 16, um, 17, yeah. I think the youngest. But if you're a 15 and 16-year-old, you're attracting like 12-year-old oh, fans. Oh, absolutely, so. absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, I think one, I forget who the like uh, top marketer um, at a big brand who was like, I found TikTok on my children's phones and deleted it right off. Um, oh, my God. So there's definitely going to yeah. be some... I, uh, what do, if you find TikTok, guess what? Like, if you find the internet on kids' phones, they're going to be doing weird <laughs> things. Like, I don't, I mean, yes, you have to create a safe space for these kids for sure, but like, kids don't want to spend time in a safe okay. space. So, so you are not, hard. you are absolutely not here for the sort of TikTok uh, is the devil 
No. Also, like, if you're going to say that about TikTok, say that about YouTube. Like, YouTube is full of way more creeps than TikTok. <laughs> Not that I'm, like, a TikTok PR rep here, but, like, I just think it's really hard, and I think that these are big. Like, the, that that whole, whole issue of, like, sort of predatory older people on apps is, like, a bigger sort of systemic issue. And I think all these apps need to address it. TikTok needs to address it and handle it and moderate it. But, um, but like, m- also kids are savvy and, you know... Mm-hmm. Uh, most kids, I mean, an eight-year-old isn't savvy, but like a 14, 15-year-old usually kind of, it, like they're not going to engage with some rando generally. I don't even want to say that because so many kids are crazy. <laughs> okay. I'm like, I don't think they'd do that. But then it's like, yeah, definitely like some crazy 14-year-olds would do. Um, the final thing is, I, this is interesting because it's a consumer app that came out of China. Yeah. Um, and we haven't really seen a a lot. I can't really think of anything that um, of consumer internet apps that have come out of China. Um, and there's a different, you know, there's the sort of two internets that are are growing yeah. up. There's the there's the China internet, and then there's the the other internet. Um, and this has features, I believe, from the sort of China internet. I just wonder if we're going to see more of. Obviously, ByteDance is a gigantic company. If we're yeah. going to see more of the China internet coming to the non-China internet. I think we will, um, if for no other reason that that they want to come here. I mean, um, just the fact that, you know, TikTok is so aggressively, like, promoting itself to users. Billion dollars. They spent a billion dollars in marketing last year. And they, I mean, Wall Street Journal wrote a great piece on kind of all their efforts and and, um, growth. And they they want to be here. And by the way, like that's why the app has its place that it has in culture right now. It's because they're juicing this. Like they're down, they're, you know, running all these download ads. They're, they're taking out of, you know, mm-hmm. space on college campuses, getting people to download it. So, um, if they stop doing that, will it retain, you know, its influence? Who knows? But, um, yeah, I mean, even at VidCon, there was this whole forum. Um, it was called the East West forum that was held at this, um, Marriott just down the road from VidCon where it was like, um, around 20 to 30 10 cent execs and all these other they brought over all it was basically all these chinese executives and um you know big time people at big time chinese social networks that were all meeting to learn stuff from the western world um but we're gonna see vice versa i would guess anyway yeah i mean i think like the the thing is is like China- I mean, it seems like zuckerberg's focused on what's going on in the china totally internet. totally and, you know obviously there's a lot of like everyone you know, using WeChat and for all transactions and stuff like this. Yeah. I'm sure people I think at Facebook like there's a that. lot of kind of like looking at what the other person is doing right yeah. now. Um, and I mean, certainly China is definitely trying to look at what we're doing and figure out holes in the market. Like that's what they seem to be primarily interested in, especially at that forum. Like the executives were all like, what are the holes mm-hmm. in this market that we can tap into? Right. And, and Zuckerberg's probably thinking of like, what features can we adapt, you know, here? Yeah. I think we're going to see a spillover for sure. I mean, all of this whole, our whole, like this whole generation of, of social media, like I would say over the past five and 10 years, which is mostly dominated by Facebook is definitely broken in a lot of like big ways. And I think users want different experiences and, um, you know, Chinese off apps mm-hmm. offer that like just even breaking the, f- the notion of following people and yeah. having an app that you can experience without that is is good and revolutionary i also just wonder from if you think about like the last 75 years the most powerful people in the world have been american teenagers 
Yeah. Like really, because the cultural hegemony of of the United States has been such that obviously teenagers are always the most influential and the newest and things. So that made American teens, I think, the most powerful people in the world. Um, I just wonder whether you know Chinese teens will soon become the most powerful people in the world because you know that they'll be able to export cultural, yeah, culturally. Yeah, that's going to be so interesting. I mean, right now it is all closed. Like Chinese, ha- China has TikTok, but it's called Douyin, and um, it's a closed system, right? Like that content. I mean, that content bleeds over to the main app for sure. People download videos and repost them, but um, yeah, it'll be it'll be really interesting to watch. I think that more. I mean, China is so much more advanced in a lot of like social type of technology stuff, and sometimes in really dark ways, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think. It's only a matter of time. I just think the the experience of our current apps are it's, it's so broken. Like people are so miserable on them, and those core needs need to be fixed. Otherwise. How do you mean that? Like just from like I mean, sort of Facebook is completely broken and and old and becoming irrelevant. And um, you know, Instagram is great, but it's this big behemoth. They're, I mean, they're trying to pivot towards shopping, which is great, but like it's also kind of built on these old assumptions, like having like they all have these like this following feed right Mm -hmm. and like it's it's it i I would say like the anonymity aspect of it is kind of weird like i don't know how to describe it all these apps look the same like it's all like you go on you follow some people you consume everything in a feed and that makes people kind of miserable right like as we've seen like people are like we don't want this that's why they're migrating towards group chats or things like discord right Mm -hmm. like um, and so, you know, when something like TikTok comes along that's providing a different experience and breaks some of those assumptions of other apps, it's enticing, especially to young people that are like, oh, this is much cooler. Like, I don't feel so drained after spending an hour on this, you know. Oh, so final thing. How does TikTok make money? Oh, my God. I know. They need to. <laughs> that's the question, right? <laughs> um they yeah they need to figure out how to sell like better advertising i mean right now they have interstitial ads like you'll see even when you open the app the first thing you see is an ad um they also work with brands um and help they they like for instance chipotle um that kind of like runs campaigns on the app um and they've had they've had some success with that okay but it's still very early totally early trying to grow it first okay taylor thank you thank you so much for having me Thank you all for listening. Please do us a favor and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, send us feedback. I am at BMRC on Twitter, or you can email me, brian at digiday.com. This podcast is produced by uh, Gianna Capadona.